Next on BYU Sports Nation, BYU Basketball 101. We go next level with head coach Dave Rose's comments in Studio B. The biggest challenge he faces moving forward. BYU Rugby Scrum Half Luke Maki previews the Varsity Cup semifinal in studio. Is he also trying out for punter? And Brendan Sander of BYU Men's Volleyball tells us how the Cougars will take down number one ranked Hawaii tonight. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B... Here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. This is how we do it. Yeah. All hands are in the air. <laughs> BYU Sports Nation live in radio. 1993 Vision, was awesome. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Friday, April 17th, wherever and however you're dialed in. Nice to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with IMAX film cell collector, Jerem Jordan. I've got one. Uh, the Star Wars trailer came out. Oh, yesterday. my goodness. The Force Awakens. You know, I was I, I, I heard it and I was like, I bet it's cool. My sister has it. It is awesome. Yeah, it was great. Twenty million views in less than twenty-four hours. Yeah. One million of those from me. <laughs> Seriously though, how many times have you watched it? Uh three or four. Man. Yeah, we watched it this morning. You hadn't seen it, so no. we showed it to you this morning. It is so good. Can't wait. Christmas time. JJ in JJ Abrams, we trust. They end it on Harrison Ford. It's just Chewy. We're home. We're home. Oh. And I'm Indiana Jones. Okay, it is. And Indiana it, Jones 4 was a very good. Is it a requirement for the BYU Sports Nation crew, and all of you across BYU Sports Nation for that matter, to see this movie in IMAX? I think it should be. Uh, yeah, and Avengers, we're going, uh, I think, Friday afternoon, the day it comes out. We're not pulling the night before thing, although some of our crew is going that night. Yeah. <laughs> I want to see it the night before and that day. <laughs> Would you do that to yourself? Would you do that to your body? Go see it late. Uh, probably, probably not. <laughs> I'm get, I, told, I told my wife yesterday, I feel like I'm getting old because someone invited me to a 10.30 showing the Thursday night, April 30th. And you and said I, no? I said, I don't want to get home at 1 and wake up at 6.30. <laughs> I just, I'm getting old, man. Congratulations, Jerem. You've graduated to a new stage in your life. <sighs> man. It's disappointing. It really is. On that downer. Social ambition, gone. <laughs> the conversation alive. 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN and be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members, welcome. Yo, basketball What is your top off-season priority for BYU hoops? We're going to talk to Kyle Davis. We're going to revisit some of Dave Rose's comments from yesterday. So, what is your top off-season priority for BYU basketball? First tweet in from at Twigyearstone. He says, defense! <laughs> defense! Uses the hashtag BYUSN. Wait, is it three claps? Or is it two claps? At Toshlin19 says, defense, defense. That I think is it's not two. a joke. I think it's two. <laughs> it's not a although, joke. Although, at Twiggerstone makes um, a point subtly is that maybe you need more engagement. Ooh. Three claps is a little is more engaged for the BYU for? defense. Is that what you were going for at Twiggerstone? More engagement if not, with an that's additional what we're clap? <laughs> that's how we're uh, yeah, viewing it. Here are the rest of your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What are we talking about on this Friday? CBSSports.com. Names Jordan Leslie of BYU football, one of 32 non-combine draftable invitees. They said that he'll get drafted. He's going to be one of 32 guys that will get drafted that did not participate in the NFL combine. They said that 32 were drafted last year that weren't invited to the combine. So why that's why they did 32. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Is Jordan Leslie BYU's best option of 
of getting drafted. Well, more Lonnie than Lonnie Fua. Yeah, he was on, he was sixth round projected uh, a couple one, of days ago in one mock draft. In one mock draft. <laughs> wow! Come on, BYU softball beat Southern Utah five one, then Woo! snapped the Cougars ten game win streak with an eleven eight game two win. Oh. They hit a grand slam in the top of the seventh to take the lead. It was a full count. With what? two outs. Down to the last strike of the game, and they hit a grand slam to win. And Southern Utah hit a grand slam to go up by three, and they won the game. Wow. They're 22-1 and one against Southern Utah. The Cougars are. Your call was good on that. I saw the instant oh, clip on Twitter. Oh, my goodness. It's good. You know, trying to be fair to the situation. But I was clearly sleeping because I'm old. Some people are like, oh, no, it's a grand slam. No, live the moment. That was awesome for the girl from Cedar from Southern Utah, Sarah Park. What's up with BYU softball losing to in-state folks? I don't know. Utah they beat Valley everybody Southern else. Utah for the first time ever. They beat everybody else. Yeah, they're like, yeah, they're crushing Oregon Oklahoma and, State. And <laughs> yeah, you know, but hey. a few moments at home when they can play a little bit. It happens. Lacey Hostet, by the way, exercising the BYU Sports Nation karma. She is now the team leader in batting average. Uh, yeah, I think I said she. I said she guaranteed a home run. That didn't happen, unfortunately. Four six. She's batting four sixty. Men's volleyball. It's you and Ishmael Sapo. Tonight, Jerem, against the number one ranked team in the country. Aloha. Hawaii in the Smithfield House. I cannot wait for the atmosphere. It's going to be fun tonight, big time. Uh, BYU with a real chance to uh, gain some momentum going into the postseason. Uh, BYU needs to win twice this week, and then USC needs to lose to Cal Baptist. That ain't happening. Uh, so BYU likely falls to the 5 or 6 seed and is on the road for a quarterfinal next week, regardless of what they do this week. But if they can win one or two this week, I think they have a ton of confidence going into the tournament. It's all about going into the postseason on the right wave of confidence. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU basketball through rose-colored lenses. Dave Rose made a cameo in Studio B yesterday and answered... Some rapid-fire questions from Jeremy and myself to wrap up the last BYU basketball season. Coach Rose also gave us some in-depth perspective on what the immediate challenges are that he faces in what will be his 11th season. And it starts, Jeremy, with the coaching staff. And we asked him, you know, we heard that you're looking to replace those guys by the end of May. Are you still on pace to do that? And he, he wants to go fast forward. Listen to this. I'm on pace to replace it like a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> okay, but uh, there's a procedure, and uh, as we go through that, uh, hopefully that it can be as close to the, the first of the month as possible. I, I would anticipate now that we may even go a little bit further, maybe a week or two into May. I take a couple of things away from that. Number one, Jerem, there's a guy on his radar for sure. Naturally, yeah. Oh, I, for sure, he has a targeted individual. Whether that individual. Fits, and that's that's the thing that he mentioned is fit is huge. Does that guy fit? Does he qualify to work at BYU? There are certain procedures associated with being an employee at BYU. That includes coaches. So if, if that guy uh, fits and they're doing the interviews you know, and figuring that out, the job just barely closed a couple of days ago. So they're going to start those. I think they're going to start those interviews next week. Uh, we'll see. It takes due process, and BYU is a slow-moving beast sometimes. They're, they're not going to rush into something because they want to do it the right way. Even though Coach Rose is like, I think I know who I want. It just takes time. There's some legal processes associated with hiring someone as well. So there's all that. They're going to hire the right guy as soon as they can and get it going. The, the, the only issue there is they have to recruit without Mark Pope yeah, right and Cody now. Figure right now. They're recruiting In today. Fact, this weekend, they're out there trying to talk to guys. So who do you replace Mark Pope with? I mean, do you want a guy like Mark Pope? 
How do you get a guy like Mark It's hard Pope, to find. A guy that was a national champion, played in – he played at Washington, too, so he played in the Pac-12, Pac-10 at the time, SEC, NBA experience, uh, was a dobo at Georgia, uh, you know, assistant at Wake Forest, I believe. So all that experience, that's tough to replace. Here's, here's what I hope happens with that position, is that it's a former notable player of some kind. Didn't have to play at BYU, per se, but someone that played the game – that was good that the players can say, I trust you because you're a better than you, you were a better player than I was in all likelihood. Yeah. For maybe everyone but Kyle Collinsworth. You know what I mean? And if I then can, they can say, okay, t- co- coach me up on that. There are great things that Terry Nashif and Tim Lacombe bring to the table, but there needs to be a guy, a former player that was really good that, that brings that, like Mark Pope. And, and you would hope it's a, a big man kind of a coach. A post presence and a guy that can recruit, if I can add that little addendum to the end. A major recruiter. You would hope everyone can recruit. But yeah, th- you, you will miss that. So if you had that kind of player, I like the combination of Dave Rose, excellent coach who played in a national championship game and has that experience himself, Terry Nash, a former player at BYU, and then Tim Lacombe, a guy who's become a coach and gone up the ranks and has become a good recruiter and good evaluator of talent. You need to me. You need a former player. It might not be that Dave Rose may go another direction, but that's kind of what I I think BYU needs. Here's the second little bit of food for thought: the BYU roster will be smaller to nobody's surprise. <laughs> oh, won't it be eighteen? There were eighteen guys on the roster, and that was not planned. Dave made that very clear. Like that was reactionary. They were scrambling because there were so many unexpected changes with missions and whatnot. About guys staying Dick instead Chilson, of Dalton going. Nixon were late additions. Yes. Even then, it was already six. Kyle Collinsworth coming off a season-ending knee injury. They weren't sure there, so Jordan, Jordan Ellis, Ellis was, was on the team. Was because kept of on that. the team. There are eighteen guys, so he said the roster will be smaller. But the problem is there will be a ton of turnover on top of the roster being four smaller. seniors, three missionaries go out, seven. So, you, but you bring back four missionaries as well, and you add Nate Austin. You'd think we'll find out in a couple of weeks officially if he gets a medical redshirt. Uh, so Emery, Calvert, Shaw, Hartsock are the return missionaries. Which is nice. Nate Austin, uh, Kyle Davis can play. Nick Emery says he's feeling better than he ever has. His health great. is top of the line. Cleared for full activity in two weeks, he tweeted last night. But the Cougars lose Tyler Hawes, a major portion of their scoring, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Yo, BYU returns 44% of its scoring next season. So BYU loses more than half going away with those seven guys. Mostly, mostly from three of those seniors. Hawes, Winder, Halford. Hawes was 26.4% of BYU scoring last season. By comparison, Frank Kaminsky for Wisconsin was 25%. Player of the year in the NCAA. So you, you get a sense of what Tyler Hawes meant uh, to BYU. I think BYU has capable scoring left. It's who, it, will there be a guy that's consistent? Will BYU have a, I don't think BYU has a 20-point score next year. I think that they have several in the high teens, uh, and you'll see more balance like we did in the Brandon Davies kind of Noah Hartsock time post-Jimmer. In this day and age at Division I level college basketball, it's hard to keep all of your players happy and with enough minutes. And This is why you have situations where Matt Carlino decides to transfer to Marquette. It just didn't work out for him. And it, benefit, and it benefited BYU because Kyle Collinsworth got the ball in his hands, and that meant good things for BYU. It also benefited Skylar Halford. It gave him more minutes. Yes. Okay. Depth probably could have used Matt Carlino, but in terms Ball of the handling. type of the fit wasn't great with trying to get Kyle involved at a at the next level. Okay, so with that backdrop, naturally anytime that comes up you wonder, 
was, is anybody going to leave this year? And how many scholarships are available? You know, th- there are always those questions looming. Still not set. On Dave Rose's radar because he is the coach at BYU. It is a unique coaching responsibility. And so those kind of things are always going to come up. Listen to what he said about the roster shakeup and scholarships and whatnot to us yesterday. The biggest challenge right now will to be actually to put the roster together and see who, you know, who are the guys that, uh, you know, are in, who are the guys that, you know, maybe uh, can see something different for themselves. We'll figure all that out here in the next month or so. Let's not be naive. Sometimes people want other things. Sometimes people aren't happy and BYU is not a great fit. So I, I thought it was interesting what he said, that some people might have, you know, a different idea of what they want to do. To that degree. There could be a transfer or two. Who knows? There Those, might not be a transfer. We don't there know. There might not be a transfer. That's exactly right. BYU has 13 scholarships to a lot. Um, I don't think – I think Jake Toulson's the odd man out when it comes to scholarships with that and Nate Austin. So I see the roster at a minimum of 15 next year. With Assuming no transfers. Nate Austin not on scholarship, which has already been announced. He's just that's, – Corbin that, gets that's one. How Corbin Basically gets, gets one. Nate's. But where is the other, where where is the other walk-on player, if you will, or non-scholarship player? Is Cooper player? Ainge going to be in the mix? Yeah. He's back from a mission. These are things that Dave Rose has to balance, which is why his job as the head coach of BYU is one of the toughest and trickiest in all of college basketball. Great stuff lo- from him. I'd love to see Mike Shashevsky and Rick Pitino have to balance deal with missions, BYU. Man. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Good luck, dude. Hey, Calipari, you ain't got nothing on Dave Rose. You, you know what they have to actually deal with, though? That's equal. One and done. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Never mind. Kidding. They do a great job. Yeah, they. they no have, one's arguing. There. They have a different beast. <laughs> They have a different beast to face if they want to compete missions for the are, Missions are predictable. One and dones are not. Oof. Okay, you're right. They might fine, actually have fine, it harder. Fine, they have it harder. Stop right now. We get it. <laughs> we aired. Stop. No one's saying anything. I know. Our Twitter question today. What is your top off-season priority for BYU hoops? Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Hey, we have a response to the three claps from at Twiggy or Stone. Temple Pilots. Of course I meant more engagement. Defense. <laughs> Defense. Hashtag making me sound smart. Yes. No, no, You're you, welcome. Uh, You're welcome. I believe his name is Ben. You're welcome, Ben. At Kristen1258. Hire Danny Ainge to replace Mark Pope. <laughs> Recruiting problem solved. Uh, okay. Danny's got, <laughs> Danner's got, Danny's got some bigger fish Danners. to fry. I like Danners. 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 At Crazy Cook Fanatic. There are bigger fish to fall. <laughs> For Rex Torres Rex to get his gear back, and more importantly, to get healthy. I, I like this one. Uh, at O'Kelly KM. Crazy coach prediction. Coach Rose dips into his Houston connections and get Hakeem Olajuwon yes! to replace Coach Pope. The dream shake for Corbin Kafusi. I want Hakeem Olajuwon, not Hakeem. Yeah. You want the college version? <laughs> yeah. More BYU hoops coming up next with Kyle Davis. How excited is he for next season? We'll ask him. With Hakeem Olajuwon? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. If you don't know this by now, you should. You can follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join us using the hashtag BYUSN. Yo, number one Hawaii's in town. Take on number six BYU. Check it out tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. I have some breaking news I need to tell you. Bill Pullman confirmed for Independence Day 2. He's the president of the United States in that. That's big news. (laughs) Said nobody. You and your movies. (laughs) I love it so much. Comingsoon.net. They're the best. What is your top off-season priority for BYU basketball? That is our Twitter question today. 
Send in your responses. Hashtag BYUSN at Miles J. Nielsen says, find another at Tyhaas3. Uh, BYU has found him. His name is TJ, and he's yeah. in France. Different players, There's but same family. Nick Emery, I think. People think he'll be a tremendous po- or a post uh, perimeter scorer as well. It, it, who, who, it might take another generation to find a guy that's as consistent as Tyler Haas. That was unbelievable. Please appreciate what we, what we saw. And I think initially it's going to be weird to not have that guy. Yeah, there. 26% of your scoring. I mean, all-time leading scorer, BYU basketball history. But you know what? BYU will still score. And still win. It'll it will just be, be a little different. It will be in the post. And a perfect segue to a guy who had 16 points for the white team in the Cougar tip-off All in the and half. so patiently waited his year. Now he is eligible to play in the upcoming season, Kyle Davis. Kyle, welcome to Studio B. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. 16 points in the Cougar tip-off. That was We got a glimpse, and we were all like, we want more! <laughs> Okay, now now it's on, man. On a scale of one to ten, where is your excitement level for playing in an actual BYU basketball game? Oh my, like a hundred, if that counts. <laughs> it's uh, it's been a long time since I've played, so yeah, I'm looking forward to it big time. How did you endure this past season, where you had to pay your own way and retro and just watch? Well, I have to say, my wife helped me out a lot on that. Keep me keep me sane sometimes, but it was a. It was a great year. It, there were certainly struggles with that at times and frustrations of uh, having to go through that situation after having played. But overall, I learned a lot. It was great to be around the guys every day, be able to practice, get to know the system. It was, it was overall a, a great experience. Where did you get better the most in your individual game during this year off of playing? You know, I think I, I, think I got better in a lot of places. I was able to work on my defense a lot. When you're on the scout team, you're you're going to play a lot of defense at practice, <laughs> uh, a lot of defense. I worked yellow on yellow jersey. Yeah, yeah. I throw that yellow jersey on and get banged by Corvin and Luke and whoever all day, but that helped a ton, and, and I got better at scoring around the hoop, really worked on my touch, tried to, tried to just really improve that and solidify that. And it, was a, it was a great year, lots of, lots of practice, lots of defense. It was awesome. When did you realize, I'm at BYU and no longer at Utah State? <laughs> You know, I was kind of worn off, but I'll say the first semester I'd walk around and I'd be like, where am I? Like, <laughs> like you'd look and see the why and I'd be, it would just kind of like shock me because I, I never, I, I thought I'd played there my whole career. I, I enjoyed it there, but this has been a perfect fit for me and I've loved every second of being here, but it was a, it was a little odd a couple of times, especially in school. You're like, wow, this is a lot harder. Chase Fisher went through the same exact scenario that you did. What was the uh, the bit of advice that you got from him that helped you uh, kind of go through this season of just practicing and being playing a lot of defense. Yeah, you know, well, he, we would talk a lot actually because he's he's a team captain, great leader. He would he told me often just you know keep grinding. That was kind of the talks we'd have about just play hard every single day, work on your game, try to get better, help the team the best you can, and that helped because he had done it and he'd done it really successfully. Obviously, by the year that he had, so I was able to to pick his brain and. Just realize that if you come and compete every day in practice, it's gonna, you'll survive that year. <laughs> what kind of difference uh, do you imagine maybe the, the dynamic of the offense taking next year with more post players that can score down low? Yeah, I think, uh, like you guys were saying just before this, I think we're going to score a ton of points still. I don't think anything's going to change with that, but it will be a little bit different, I imagine, because how do you replace a guy like Ty, you know? So... Yeah, I think it'll it'll go into the post a little bit more. We'll have a lot of in-out action, a lot of good ball screening going on. It's going to be a fun, dynamic offense where we're not going to be shooting 
I don't anticipate we'll be shooting the, the high volume of threes. We'll still shoot a bunch of them, but it'll be a little more balanced, perhaps. Kyle Davis with us in Studio B. The uh, BYU basketball, the most anticipated BYU basketball forward I can remember in a very long time. Can I call you a forward? You want to be a center or a forward? Yeah, call me a forward, not a center. <laughs> no, you don't want don't, to be a don't center. Don't call me a center. You yeah. don't want to be a center. <laughs> I'm only 6'8". Cu- yeah, a couple of years ago, Brandon Davies, we were shooting the starting lineup green screen video. And I was like, hey, can you say Brandon Davies center? He's like, I'm not a center. I was like, can you just say it? He's like, no, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I like that, I'm, yeah. I'm a, power, I'm a power forward. He's like, oh, okay. Okay, looking at your game, Kyle, uh, where do you see yourself fitting in in this lineup? Like, can you can you play this? Can you play a three? Do you see yourself as a stretch four? What are the coaches having you do right now to prepare for the upcoming season? Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think I can help a lot on the front line as a as a post player. Uh, I can play center. I can, I can do that. I did that at Utah State a couple of games when the, the situation required me to, and I feel comfortable there. Uh, I don't think I'll play a, a ton of three. I see myself more as as a stretch four. I, I will shoot it a, a bit, you know, and I think I can guard smaller guys as well, but I think you'll see me as as a post. Did you shoot any threes at Utah State? I was trying to look up your stats. I don't think you shot much, right? The first from, game from I me. thought the shot clock was at one, but it was at 12, and I fired like a 40-footer. A how did, how did, Stu, how did Stu Morrow time. feel about that, Kyle? Uh, he was speechless. We'll put it that way. <laughs> I was too when I looked up at the shot clock, though. Oh, so do, do you shoot the three? Is that part of your game or not so much? Yeah, I can. Yeah, I'll, I'll shoot it. Mm-hmm. Okay, has that changed now because you're at BYU? Is there more of an emphasis for you as a stretch four? Like, do you feel like the, the floodgates have opened from deep now? <laughs> Well, you know, it's something I've worked on a lot and it's something I feel comfortable with on, on a trailer three or, or, a, or a kick out. I don't think you'll see me coming off of a screen firing a, a fadeaway <laughs> off three. Off dribble Chase Fisher yeah, style. I, I won't be, <laughs> I, yeah, maybe in pickup this summer, but I don't think you'll, you'll see that. But, yeah, I feel comfortable shooting it. I feel like it's a shot I can make. And in the right setting, I feel like it's a, it's a great look for me. Who do you play like? Who do I play like? That's a good question. I don't know. I... <laughs> I don't watch much of the NBA, so I don't know who to compare myself to. But who do you want to play like, or who do you watch I, that you try? I like Kevin Love's game. I think he he has a great post moves. I think he's got amazing rebounding. That's what I love to watch about him. For a guy that I kind of similar to uh, body wise, so the outlet. Yeah, the outlet. That's amazing. If I could do that, it'd be awesome. But yeah, that's a guy I like to watch a lot when I when I do watch the NBA. What is your top off season priority as a team right now? That's our Twitter question today for the fans. Yeah. We've seen a lot of defense. But uh, specifically, what is the top priority for you in NBOE basketball? You know, I think for us, it's going to be coming together as a team and, and learning how to play together. We're, we're having a big turnover. We've got three guys going on missions, four guys graduating. So there's going to be a, a brand new team. I've never played, you know, with, with this group of guys. And then I think for us, we're going to learn how to really finish games, to play hard at all times and to be able to, to get that killer instinct, you could call it, to when you're up by 20, you get up by 40. Or if it's a close game, you find a way to win. Or you come back to win. And I think that's a mentality we want to build as a team. We want to get, um, want to get mean. We want to get, want to get that eye of the tiger, you could say. At the banquet, I sensed um, a, a kind of tension with, you know what, we're really motivated to – uh, go to the tournament and advance. And that's not a one-and-done kind of – or that's not a just-win-one, I think, kind of mentality. Can you describe kind of the, the sense on the team right now of based on how the season ended and who you have coming back, what you want to do this year? Yeah, I mean, I think we want to have great success. We want to we want to win a conference championship. We want to win every game we play in, essentially. 
And though that might not be possible, we want to compete. And we, we think we have a team that can, can do things in the NCAA tournament if we can come together and we can really make things happen, play a good defense. And I, I think the, we have a high ceiling on this team. Did the way that, you, that this team lost uh, in that crazy come-from-behind win by Mississippi, is, is that a big part of, of fueling the, the tension and just the, the anxiousness to get back on the floor and go in advance in tournament? How, if so, how much? Yeah, I think that's, that's going to be a huge motivation because we had that game won. That was, uh, we should have played in that next round of the NCAA tournament. That feeling, it lingers inside of you because you know what could have been. And nobody wants to feel that again. They want to. You want to actually do it. So yeah, it it, it feeds inside of you. And then uh, you talk about chasing Kyle. It's their last year. It's other guys' last year. It's it's my first year back. It's Nate's last year. We got we got guys that really want to do things. So it's going to be a team that does have that tension and, and that urgency to win. How much do you see Nick Emery? I see him like probably a couple times each week. He's he's around, and it's awesome to have him around. He's in the weight room. Uh, getting ready and he's practicing and it's going to be awesome i'm looking forward to it how's how's the merger there of um the, he he represents with kind of eric mika and obviously tj this you know the lone peak three excited about that those three plus a bunch of other guys but mm-hmm. how's that kind of merger as we begin kind of this post tyler haas era if you will yeah i think i think there's nothing but excitement from the players because we know what he can offer how great of a player he was i mean i was on my mission but i remember when i he was a freshman we played each other in high school i was a senior and he just he torched us at that young age. So that was the last time they beat I, you? Uh, we split. Okay. They, they beat us okay. once and we beat them once. What was but, it? Uh, Alta, Alta Lone Peak? Alta Lone Peak. Right. Yeah. But just going to that, he's, he's an amazing player and he's going to bring a great intensity, a, a great will to win defensive prowess. It's going to be fantastic to have him on the team. Do you have a Twitter account, Kyle? I don't. There is a clamoring for Kyle Davis to have a Twitter account. The fans want more Kyle Davis. <laughs> they do. I, man, I don't need another thing distracting me on my phone. <laughs> You've got enough? Yeah, I've got enough distracting me. Okay. Candy Crush is taking your attention? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you talked about your wife helped you through some of the tougher times of the season. What do you do to decompress after practice and you know, not having the game to kind of release that pent-up energy? What, what, what is the thing that you do the most that helps you relax? Oh, man. I wish I was better at just relaxing, but she uh, she's the one that probably gets the bulk of it when I go home. You know, after a long day of, like, getting beat up on scout team or something like that, I'm like, gosh, today was terrible, Kel. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, it's all right, you know, just get over it, you know, whatever. So she is, she's awesome, and she helps me out with that every day. So it's been awesome. But I don't know, decompress, I would study and just you would move on to the to next day. You would study to decompress, Kyle? Yeah, my teammates study? would laugh to hear that. But yeah, yeah, that's what I did at night. So. Study? <laughs> Who does that? Athletic student. Oh, Kyle, great to have you with us in Thank Studio you. B. We would love for you to sign our Rise Up flag behind you Perfect. Yeah. Uh, during the break. And, uh, and you're my dark horse to lead the team in points next year. No pressure. <laughs> Not dark horse, just my pick. How about that? There we go. I like it. No yeah, pressure. You okay with that, leading the team in scoring next year? Hey, I'll just do whatever, whatever this team needs to win. That's a great great PC answer. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, thanks for coming in, man. Thank you very much. Up next, BYU Rugby with a big weekend. Luke Mockey joining us to unveil a new rugby video. BYU Sports Nation brought to you in part by the Cougar Club, supporting BYU's 623 student-athletes. Welcome to the club. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or at BYUSportsNation.com. 
Tuesday, it's BYU and Utah on the Diamond baseball game. 8 mm. Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Check it out. Colt Mahoney told us yesterday in studio that that is a really big deal. I don't know if we understand just how much that game means to BYU and Utah, even though it's out of conference. I feel like I understand the meaning. It's BYU and Utah. I understand the meaning. We feel it during football and basketball. No, I translate that to baseball. Good. Yeah. I think more people need to do that. I think more people need to do that. Everyone knows how I feel about that institution up north. Yes. It's a fine institution. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. With Pac-12 money. (laughs) Let's refresh today's BYU Sports Nation headline. CBSSports.com names Jordan Leslie as one of 32 non-combine invitees that will get drafted. Wow. There were 32 last year, which is why they released 32 this year. He has draftable grades in all things. It would be awesome. Jordan Leslie's going to play in the league. It's just whether he's drafted or not. BYU he's softball. Oh, man. What a crazy night last night. They beat Southern Utah 5-1 to one, and then lost to the Thunderbirds for the first time in 23 games in that long series history. Because of a grand slam in the top of the seventh. With which a is full count and two outs. That's too bad. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Jerem, tell the people about number one ranked Hawaii. Sounds like you already did. Tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern time, BYU and Hawaii on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Check it out tonight. Should be, should be a fun match. It's going to be a rockin' Smith Fieldhouse as the number one team in the country uh, comes to the mainland. Speaking of number one teams, BYU has their own number one ranked team, BYU Transition. Rugby. Yeah, Luke Mackey back in Studio B, junior scrum half on the number one ranked Cougars. Luke, welcome back to Studio B. Thank you, sir. Repping the uh, BYU Rugby sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. Tomorrow, I wore mine this week. I wore it on Wednesday. Tomorrow oh, in the nice. semifinals of the Varsity Cup against Central Washington. But before we get to that, okay, we'll talk about the rugby <laughs> stuff in a second. We need to know, there is this rumor that Johnny Linehan, Johnny Rugby, might be the BYU punter. So because of that, are you going to try out? Are, is there something that you can do to help BYU football? Oh, no. I'm, I'm a klutz when it comes to football. So I don't know, <laughs> I don't know if, uh, if uh, yeah, if I, I, I would try out. <laughs> You're no. taking your name out of the running? Yeah, probably taking my name out of the running. Okay. Yeah. Okay, break Maybe Waterboy. They can put, oh, okay. Uh, okay. You know, I wouldn't hey. mind being on the sideline. Yeah, running go. some water onto the field. That wouldn't be too bad. Cue Waterboy quote from Spencer. Mr. Coach Klein said I could. <laughs> <laughs> well, this this weekend is a big weekend for rugby. Now, you don't know, just have the game. You're unveiling the national championship banner and the 50th anniversary for BYU rugby. Uh, what's the weekend going to be like for those that show up tomorrow? Well, it's going to be incredible. And I think uh, everything, kind of the festivities start tonight. Um, there's like kind of a, a banquet for, for all of the past uh, alum that have played on the team. And then um, the players will get to interact with them. And then tomorrow, it's just going to be one thing after another, just um, the, the unveiling and, and all of that kind of thing. And so it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a really exciting weekend. And uh, hopefully the boys can come out and, and, and play to the occasion. Who are you looking forward to most in terms of meeting when it comes to like famous older BYU rugby players? If you haven't already met all of them, I don't know. Maybe besides you know Steve St. Pierre. Oh, besides Steve, and he's got a great beard these days, and so uh, <laughs> it'll be good to see him again. But um, but yeah, I think um, you know, I I'm not sure who there's a, there's a ton of of people that I'd like to meet and that kind of thing. I think. Um, some of the older guys, just to hear their stories is what I'm looking forward to. Uh, I, I, I don't know many of their names, but uh, yeah, just to hear some of the older guys' stories is going to be incredible. You're from South Africa, right? Yeah. 
That's right. Uh, Dylan Libba and Sean Davies, two of my former roommates slash all-American rugby players from South Africa. Yeah. They were scrum half, your position, uh, you know, fly half. Is there a, kind of a legacy of, it's been, what, eight years of a South African scrum half? Does that matter to you that a South African is the scrum half and you carry on that tradition? It does, actually. It does matter to me. I think, um, yeah, so the, the other players on the team that are, are from su- Southern Africa, I have a friend, uh, Joseph Nichols, is also on the team. He also plays scrum half and fullback as well. And so um, if, uh, if I do get injured or whatever it is, I, yeah, I, w- I would love to have another South African get, get in and, uh, and, and play that position. Uh, it's cool to have a little legacy like that, to have a South African scrum half. There oh. is a pipeline for BYU rugby in South Africa. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's something. Luke Mockey with this on BYU Sports Nation. You look at Central Washington. You don't get to play Utah again. It's okay. You already beat them. You get Central Washington tomorrow in the semifinals. What is the biggest challenge that that team will present to you tomorrow on the field? I think it's right up front in the forwards. They've got uh, this year um, some incredible forwards. Last year, I uh, I was just watching the game um, from last year and, and uh, looking at, at uh, some of the ways in which they challenged us. And it was in the forwards last year as well. They have a, a South African prop as well. Um, he's a really big guy, and another, a couple of other Polynesians on the in the in the forwards that uh, bring some weight to their pack. And so uh, so in the scrums, um, our, our scrum is we have a lot of strong guys. For, uh, in the scrum, but our guys are not as heavy as them, and so uh, so yeah, their 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 pack is a little bit heavier, and so that presents a bit of a challenge. Um, and uh, I think uh, Tony Pacheco has coached them up real, real well, and so it'll be good to to see um, to see the challenge that they bring to us up front, front in the forwards. Are you obligated to like, or do you like it naturally? The movie Invictus. <laughs> um, I, I have no particular like love for the movie. I, I, I think I mean it's a it's a pretty good movie. I thought that they would Hollywood it up a little bit more, but it from what I was taught in school at least, it, it stayed pretty true to the facts, which is pretty cool. They more, didn't mention how the the New Zealand team got sick the night before, did they? Oh my heavens! That, <laughs> oh, okay, don't even bring that up. All right, every time that movie comes up, then uh, the New Zealanders uh, there's an uproar. But uh, but that is not true. That is that is propaganda. They're spreading around the country. Okay, do not believe a word they say. It's been it's been 20 years and it's, there's still controversy. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, re- really I really like that movie and watched that recently and. Uh, it's more than just rugby. If you haven't seen it, check it out. It is a rugby movie, but uh, it's more than rugby. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. For those that haven't seen a rugby match, or maybe are you know I've, I've seen a little bit in passing, explain to them the dynamic. You keep saying the word scrum. I know what a scrum is. Jeremy knows what a scrum is. But yeah. what is a scrum, and what is it like to be in the midst of one of those at a high level? Yeah, it's it's intense. In fact, so this is a, a fact many people don't know about me is I actually played hooker, which is the position in the middle of the scrum. So you kind of got like three guys on three guys, and Did then everyone just packed. You used to weigh hundred pounds by. more. I I was a little bit heavier back in the day, no. <laughs> but uh, but yeah. So I, I I just filled in for that position for a game or two, and uh, and kind of what it is is just three guys on three guys, and then the team packed behind them, and uh, and there's just a huge amount of pressure because both teams are pushing against each other. Eight guys on each side pushing against each other the ball gets thrown in which is now my position I throw the ball in and uh, and then it's just an all out battle to hook the ball from the from the middle of the scrum and, and channel it back to what we call the eighth man and then um, then it gets out to the back line who would be running the ball so so yeah it's just an all out uh, 
pressure, pressure battle. Well, it's going to be awesome. Tomorrow it's at uh, 1 Mountain Time if you're local and want to go. It will also be broadcast, BYURugby.com. You can watch it um, tomorrow, 3 Eastern time. Best of luck tomorrow. Thank you so Thanks much. Thanks yeah. Appreciate we're lo- it. We're looking forward to the next Uptown Funk video. Oh, okay. yeah. Oh, it's in the mix. It's in the really? No. It, oh, okay. <laughs> like, what? All right. Very good. Luke, great to have you with us in the studio. Be good luck tomorrow. All right. Thanks. Luke. <laughs> Star Wars. Oh, that's that's good stuff. What is your top off-season priority for BYU Hoops? Use the hashtag BYUSN. <laughs> Reading it like the we library phone call. With the generous support of the Cougar Club. BYU, 623 student-athletes are role models, leaders, graduates, and champions like Luke Mockey. Be willing to help them succeed with your donation. Learn more at cougarclub.com. And welcome to the club. Brandonius Maximus Sander up next. Need we say more in Studio B? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I am Spencer Linton. To my left sits Jerem Jordan, the voice and face and body of BYU men's volleyball on BYU TV. It's getting weird in here. Number one Hawaii versus number six BYU tonight and tomorrow, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Huge matches for BYU. Could mean nothing for seeding. It all depends on USC, really. If they beat Cal Baptist or not, likely we'll beat them. But it could mean everything for momentum going into the MPSF tournament next week. Beat Hawaii. What is your number one offseason priority for BYU basketball to moving beat forward? beat Hawaii. That, it's no. changed for We me. already did that. We beat BYU basketball, beat Hawaii they last year in Energy Solutions and Arena. Collins had a triple double. Yes. The, was that his first or second? I think that was the first. That was, that the, was first. the first. That's right. The that first was of the, the six. first of six, a record-setting career You can get mark. a triple-double in volleyball, yeah. too. Really, I've, I've never seen it, but that can be a thing. That too. happens? Yeah. Wow. Speaking of volleyball and taking down this number one-ranked Hawaii team, Brendan Sander, Brendonius Maximus, the Sandstorm. I don't, there are like a million Sand nicknames blaster. floating out there for you. Freshman outstanding player for the Cougars. Uh, which do you prefer, Brent? Are you are you cool with Brendonius? Uh, I'm cool with whatever. I mean, I'm just <laughs> grateful to have a nickname, right? Okay. So, Is there one that stuck that you liked more? Uh, I'd say Sandstorm probably stuck the Sandstorm? most with me. But with Storm Fogata coming back off his mission, we were kind of hoping that Sandstorm would connect right there. Ah. But the other one that I liked a little bit was Huntington Hammer. So Huntington I don't know. Hammer. I don't know. These are good. These are, this is all ammo, man. Tonight, I can right. use this. I appreciate that. So, huge, huge match uh, with Hawaii. Before we talk about that matchup, you guys went at Northridge, won both of those on the road. First time you won consecutive road games all season. What did you guys do last weekend that changed? Uh, I think we just went out and played our game. We just went and played hard. Just didn't let anything affect us besides our game. Didn't let anyone else control us. So, we just went out and played. BYU snapped a six-match losing streak, and understandably there are some low moments and some head-scratching moments like, what do we need to do? How did you get better? What did you learn about your team during that six-match slide? Uh, Yeah, that losing streak was rough for us, but um, this past few weeks we just came into practice and just put our heads down and went after it and did not stop until we were completely satisfied with how we were doing in practice and Ultimately, that transferred over to the games. So, practice. I, when I go to practice, uh, it seems like you guys are always having fun, and it's intense. Can you describe the dynamic there in practice where you're getting better, but it's it seems like it's enjoyable at the same time? Oh yeah, practice is really fun. I mean, I've never practiced with a team that is as fun as this one. We just go out and we just start screaming at each other, and like it just gets us all better and all hyped for practice. So. That's a serious thing. The screaming at each other. <laughs> yeah, that's it's not real a, serious. It's not a joke. 
Yeah. What do you do to get ready for a number one ranked team in the country like Hawaii is tonight? Uh, we just study them real hard and just mentally all of us get ready to play as hard as we can because we obviously want to take these two matches and do the best we can with them. So, What's at stake for you guys? What What's the context in which these matches are played for you guys this weekend? Um, I mean, depending on the USC Cal Baptist thing, if we win both these, we could potentially get a home court advantage, which is always nice in the Smithfield house because it's the best place to play ever. Um, but, yeah, just want to win these two matches for sure. Do you do you need to at least take one this weekend uh, to take a little more momentum in the next week? Yes, for sure, yeah. for sure. What two, you two would be nice too. Yeah, definitely. Yes, two greater than one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Math on BYU Sports and, Nation. And Hawaii needs both to win the MPSF title, so they're they're extremely motivated as well. That's it goes uh-huh. into it. Yeah. You said you've scouted them and looked at their tape pretty hard. What is the the toughest challenge that you face in Hawaii in terms of what what they bring to the table? Uh, they have a lot of good guys. A lot of good guys that are just solid all around. Um, one of their middles, best, one of the best middles in our conference, and also one of the right sides. So getting that play going with the middle on the right side kind of traps people up. So hopefully we can lock that down. How many people uh, mention uh, your brother when they talk to you on campus? Uh, almost everyone. <laughs> yeah, almost everyone. What so. are the questions you get the most of? Uh, mostly like, how's he doing, or like. Are you better than him? I'm just like, <laughs> like clearly I'm better I'm like, than him. We'll see. I don't know. So, <laughs> so what's the answer, brother? Yeah, those? we're going to ask you both of those questions. Yeah. How is Taylor? Taylor's doing real well. He's in Italy just playing, doing what he loves. Are you better than know. him at volleyball? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You're, I guess we'll see after a few of these years. What, what's your freshman year been like? It's been great. I love my experience here. Just getting, I mean, who else gets to do this? No other colleges get to do this, so it was a lot of fun. Jalen Reyes wishes he was up here right now, right? I guess so. Yeah. I guess he does. We've had him in a couple times. <laughs> and he brings it. Yeah, and he's in studio watching this. You better so believe You better believe <laughs> right the guy from Hawaii wants to beat Hawaii. Oh, yeah, for sure. What kind of conversations are you having with your teammates about this, this approaching series? When I mean, is it excitement? Is it anxiety? What, what's the feeling like in, in the locker room and around the guys? I mean, I'd say all of the above. We all want this, and we all just want to go to the end. Like now's the time to push to the very end. So, hoping we can do that. Describe to us what it's like when you know that you're going to get a a, a bic, a, a back row middle set. Um, the, the the moments leading up to that. Uh, to me, that is my favorite moment because that's like that's my that's the play I love. So like when I see just a perfect pass and like the other middles commit with our middles and then I come out of the back row it's just I'm just like oh yeah here we go now listen when when your brother Taylor left last year Jeremy and I lingered in uh in the Smithfield house for a very long time after the MPSF tournament final and uh we were kind of we kind of bumming out but I think the first time you <laughs> that really ju- did happen the janitors are there sweeping yes. the floor we're like what are we still doing here I think the first time that you jumped out of the back row off that uh that set Brennan Jerem shed a tear and realized that <laughs> life was going to be okay again. Is that well, accurate, Jerem? Yeah, I think St- I think Steve Vale had a panic attack because he was so excited. <laughs> it's like he's still here. You, we, we did a comparison on TV of, of you guys from the back row. It yeah, looks real similar. What did you think yeah. of that? That did look pretty similar. It was kind of scary. How, uh, what, how are you different than Taylor as a volleyball player? Um, 
I have you ever been asked that question? I have not. That's a good question. The shock in your face was yeah. awesome. I have I no know. idea. Uh, are you different at all? I'd say so. Just different techniques, I guess, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not okay. too far off, but in terms of personality and just characteristics, how how are you guys different? Uh that we're pretty similar in that area. I don't know why. We're just pretty similar all around, but he's probably a little more outgoing now that he can speak two languages he's out there in italy <laughs> wait so, he can speak yeah. it he can speak italian he can he's working on he's working on it now wow. yeah okay. uh tell us about the legend of grandma juice um which is legal everybody so it's legal it is um everyone thinks that started with taylor but it did not it started with me oh. in, my, in my club oh. years so okay. yeah grandma made some juice and brought it to me and then the whole team was like can we get some and then she just started bringing them to my matches, Taylor's matches, just everyone. It's and the greatest sugar it? rush ever. I, it and, is. And a lot of sugar. Steve and I are privileged to get uh, some grandma juice. It's in the middle of the match now. And if BYU's mm-hmm. losing, we get the grandma juice. All of a sudden, you guys start playing better. It's weird how that works. What's in the grandma juice? Uh, it's a secret. Oh, he's keeping it's it. It's like secret. J-Dog's special sauce or something. It's, wow. It's grandma's little secret. But, it, ori- I'll, I'll but just, it originated with you. Can you describe it, the taste? The taste is just like a really sweet tangy orange taste yeah that's what i'd yeah, say i agree a little bit of carbonation is there carbonation in it a little bit yeah yeah a little bit. man it is it's so good have you ever thought about bottling that and selling it i have I'm like, <laughs> we can do really good off of this but... and then you're like i'm a collegiate athlete there's so many rules yeah, with that. but grandma and her little new zealand maori accent is like no yeah he, here is your <laughs> no I, that's english i can't do, i can't even do it so, so your mother uh your mother's parents maori uh and so that that's where you and Taylor have have the Maori. Your your dad's yeah. white, but he loves playing volleyball and he's super yeah. supportive too. Mm-hmm. Uh, your grandparents are on a still on a mission, right? Yeah, they in came. Salt Lake. Yeah, and they, they come down. They were gonna go to Hawaii on their mission, but they were like, "Oh, it's Taylor's senior year, and then Brendan's coming in, so I guess we'll just go to Salt Lake so we can watch them." <laughs> I would have gone to Hawaii if I were there. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Well, now you're going to beat Hawaii, right? Hopefully. Let's do it. Should we give Brendan the BYU Sports Nation karma? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, let's go ahead and give you that. Are you aware of the BYU Sports Nation karma? I am. Okay. You know of the power. I do. (laughs) Okay, we want you to sign our flag behind you on the way out, Brendan. Thank you for the time, man. Yeah, thanks for uh, having me. We look forward to what you bring to the table. You jump That's high, good. I can tell you that much. <laughs> it's going to be fun tonight. Don't miss it, 9 Eastern. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, Jordan Leslie getting some love from NFL draft experts. Just how much and our sounds of the week. This is BYU Sports Nation. Rendonius! BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Men's Volleyball. Cougars take on number one ranked Hawaii tonight, tomorrow at home on BYU TV and BYU Radio, 9 Eastern time. The Cougars need two wins this weekend and USC to lose to Cal Baptist in order to secure a home quarterfinal in next week's MPSF tournament. Cougars in the NFL. CBS Sports names Jordan Leslie one of 32 non-NFL combine invitees that will get drafted in the approaching draft. How about that? Softball. The Cougars split their doubleheader against Southern Utah yesterday, winning the first game 5-1 and losing the second game 11-8 after Sarah Park hit a go-ahead grand slam in the top of the seventh. Rugby. Number one ranked BYU Rugby continuing the postseason against Central Washington in the Varsity Cup semifinals. Tomorrow at home, 
The Cougars will celebrate their 50th anniversary and raise the banner for the 2014 National Championship before that game. Don't miss Saturday. Tennis. We'll be there. Women's tennis travels to play Long Beach State this afternoon, then goes and plays San Diego on Saturday. Sounds like a tough road trip. The men's tennis team ends their regular season with a match against San Diego Saturday in Pro. Lacrosse. BYU Lacrosse will play Boise State tonight at home and then will travel to Westminster tomorrow. Track and field. The Cougars start day two of the three-day Mount Sac relays in Walnut, California. The Cougars hope to qualify several athletes for nationals. Football. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 141. Boom. We're one day closer. And we're one second closer to sounds of the week. First class, class kid and first class family. I mean, we just we've got the whole package here. We're we're uh, just super excited that uh, Kyle's decided to uh, join us here at BYU. You know, I think it starts from the top. You know, I just am so comfortable, and um, I didn't want to go anywhere else. Uh, I knew BYU was a special place, and I wanted to help the program, so that's why I chose it. That's the beauty of of you know the, this job is that you get a chance to to uh, to kind of change and work through and play through with different guys. But what gets me really excited is the guys we're going to plug in to that front line. I'm, and I'm talking about guys like Kyle Davis. Going into these next couple weeks is big time because we did play the, the top teams. and You know, we didn't play as well as we, we needed to against San Diego, which kind of stunk, but because um, they're in the, the top seed right now. But other than that, I mean, we're doing really well and we're, we're feeling pretty good about ourselves. I think having been able to be in the South, it's, football is different down there. I never knew that. You know, I grew up in the West. I grew up uh, in Utah, which Utah is great football. But it is a different, um, I mean, it is it is literally a way of life. It's not in the afternoons anymore. No, it is not. <laughs> Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. I'm giving it to Kyle Davis, Jerem. You yeah. survived the year off, and now BYU basketball We'll fully embrace it. I feel like we brought him in and now he can play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hey, thanks to Kyle Davis, Luke Bakke, Brendan Sander, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation. The show on demand on BYUtv.org slash BYUSN and BYUSportsNation.com. For Jerem, oh. don't break anything. I'm Spencer. Shout out to Ryan Roundy. We're back to work on Monday at noon Eastern. We'll see you tonight, 9 Eastern for volleyball, baby. Let's Beat go. Beat number one.